So as I told you in the beginning, we go back uh, this morning to the book of Exodus. And what we found out at the end of uh, last week's lesson was that Moses does go with his brother Aaron to Pharaoh, um, pleads with Pharaoh to let my people go. There's a series of plagues after which Pharaoh relents, and he does uh, release the um, Israelites into the wilderness. They're sent on their way. They're guided by a pillar of cloud and fire. There's the crossing of the Red Sea. There's the provision of water from a rock and manna from heaven. Moses presses on. We never know exactly how much time has passed, but we do know that a considerable amount of time has passed. And Moses is now with the people in the wilderness. Um, it appears from the story that Moses has sent his wife and his sons back with his father-in-law to be in Midian. Um, his father-in-law Jethro has heard about the amazing things that have uh, Moses that has occurred through God's power with the Israelites. And so uh, Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, comes to visit Moses. Right? Isn't that so, sort of a fascinating story? Bringing back to him his wife and his and his, and his sons. So um, Jethro has come back, has now come to visit Moses, and here's what we find out about uh, Jethro's visit with Moses. Uh, we begin reading here in um, verse, uh, chapter 18, verses 13 and following. The next day Moses sat as judge for the people, while the people stood around him morning until evening. When Moses' father-in-law father saw all that he was doing for the people, he said, What is this that you are doing for the people? Why do you sit alone while the people stand around you from morning until evening? Moses said to his father-in-law, Because the people have come to me to inquire of God. When they have a dispute, they come to me, and I decide between one person and the other, and I make known to them the statutes and instructions of God. Moses' father-in-law said to him, What you're doing is not good. You will surely wear yourself out, both you and these people with you, for the task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. Now listen to me. I will give you counsel, and God be with you. You should represent the people before God, and you should bring their cases before God, teach them the statutes and instructions, and make known to them the way they are to go and the things they are to do. You should also look for able men among all the people, men who fear God, are trustworthy, and hate dishonest gain. Set such men over them as officers over thousands, hundreds, fifties, and tens. Let them sit as judges for the people at all times. Let them bring every important case to you, but decide every minor case themselves. So it will be easier for you, and they will bear the burden with you. If you do this and God, as God so commands you, then you will be able to endure, and all these people will go to their homes in peace. So Moses listened to his father-in-law, and did all that he had said. 
Moses chose able men from all of Israel and pointed them as heads over the people, as officers over thousands and hundreds and fifties and tens. And they judged the people at all times. In hard cases, they brought to Moses. But any minor cases, they decided themselves. And then Moses let his father-in-law depart, and he went off to his own country. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Ah, O Lord, help us hear this ancient word of wisdom this morning as a word of wisdom to each of us here. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, make your old word new in our lives. Amen. In last week's episode of What in the World is Going on with Moses, we heard a very honest Moses presenting a very convincing argument to God about why he was not the person to go back to Egypt to confront Pharaoh. He was not the person to lead the Israelites from slavery to freedom. A convincing argument to us, but not to God. Last week, we also heard a very honest God, who after hearing Moses' argument, throws up God's divine hands, if there is such a thing, I can sort of envision it, and says, okay, I get it. You need help. Your brother Aaron can go with you as your assistant. He can be your spokesperson. But you are going, Moses. And we found Moses and Aaron, yes, in the presence of Pharaoh, saying those powerful words, let my people go. This morning, we listen in on another honest conversation, this time between Moses and his father-in-law, Jethro. Now, Jethro has not been a part of, but as I told you earlier, but has heard about what the wondrous deeds God has done for the Israelites on their way from bondage toward freedom. And so Jethro comes out into the wilderness, you can kind of envision the scene, and he brings back to Moses his wife and his sons, and he wants to see what's going on, and what he finds worries him. You know, you can feel um, the love between, that Jethro has for Moses and his concern for him. Jethro, really concerned, asks Moses, what's going on here? What's going on here? Moses, probably exhausted at this point and a little, little bit frazzled, tells his father-in-law, this is what I have to do. This is what I have to do. I have to settle all the disputes in the community because I'm the leader. This is what God has called me to do. And I am positively sure that Moses believed that he was doing exactly what God had called him to do, that he was fulfilling his call. I'm sure at some point Moses uttered the famous line, if I don't do it, who will, right? Jethro has a different perspective. Jethro sees what is happening. He sees these people, we're told in scripture, that there are, there are people um, lining up and pressing on to Moses for judgment. It tells us from morning to evening, all day, all day. We get the sense all day, every day. And, and, Mo, and Jethro, Jethro sees this. 
it made me think of, um, you know how sometimes you're so immersed in a situation that you don't really see what's going on and then someone comes in and says, what's, what's going on here? And, 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 and you have to take a step back, maybe look around and think. I think this is what happens here to Moses. Because Jethro, who again, I want you to feel like Jethro loves and cares for Moses and he says, what you're doing here is not good. Maybe that made Moses a little angry. What you're doing here is not good. You will surely wear yourself out, both you and these people with you. For the task is too heavy for you. You cannot do it alone. Remarkable words of wisdom. Jethro saying, it's not just you that you're harming by this. You're, you're also hurting the people. That's hard, to, that's hard to hear. This, this care for yourself and your community is actually going to be good for everyone. Just listen up for a minute, Moses, because I've, I've got a plan. And, and um, you know, Jethro, in the way our scripture tells us two different times, that it, there's quite a good plan, and it's quite specific. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go out, and there's got to be wise people here, right? Wise men, because that was how the community was structured. There's got to be wise men here. And what you need to do is kind of set this up with a plan. Um, there will be someone over thousands and hundreds and tens. And they, they can settle minor disputes and bring big ones to you. How about that, Moses? And then he says this, and if you do this, this is Jethro's words. And if you do this, and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure. Right, Moses? You'll be able to endure, but there's more than that. Jethro says, and all, those peop all these people will go home to their houses in peace. Jethro brings this word that self-care, Moses, is not just good for you. It's essential for the care of the whole community. Ah, both the leader and those under his care will go home in peace. What a timeless word. It speaks to me. And I imagine it speaks to many of you as well. What if we take in this morning Jethro's words to Moses as words to ourselves? In our faith community, in our community engagement, maybe even in our families. What might we become aware of when we pay attention to what's going on in ourselves? Maybe we're going to find out that we're tired physically and emotionally worn down. So much has been written about this um, coming through three years of the pandemic now. It's taken a lot, a lot, a lot, <laughs> three a lot out of most of us. One way or the other, we have been influenced. Our lives have been changed. Our work has been different. Our family situations. We physically, many, many of us have been ill, either with COVID or other things. The beat goes on. So, it is a good chance that we, like Moses, are physically and emotionally tired. And then we have the beginning of this new year and our focus on revving up and moving forward. That was really kind of the sermon last Sunday. But what if we're just tired? What if we need rest? 
I remind you of Psalm, verse, Psalm 127. It is in vain that you rise up early and go late to rest, eating the bread of anxious toil, for he gives sleep to his beloved. But it's okay to say we're tired and that we need rest. What Moses, what Jethro was saying to Moses was exhausted leaders don't make good decisions. They aren't their best selves for their work, and they certainly aren't their best selves for other people. Maybe Moses, maybe me, maybe you need a little more rest. And maybe to get it, we need a little more help. Maybe, just maybe, and I'm throwing these out here in the maybe world, like Moses, we're not just getting tired, but we're getting resentful. And resentful is a pretty awful feeling. Usually it indicates, at least in my case, that I've taken on more responsibility than I need to. I bet Moses felt a little resentful at times when he was looking at all the people that came to uh, seek his judgment. I wondered if he was resentful and said under his breath, can't you settle any of this for yourselves, right? We don't really know all the subtext to these scriptures. Maybe, maybe we even think and say, if I don't do this, no one will. The caveat here is, I do believe there are times when that is true. I do believe there are times when that is true. That when we are caregivers for another, there are times when absolutely that is true. That if we don't do it in that moment, no one else will. So I don't want us to just gloss over this. That being said, I will say I have found then that it can become a habit, a way of overfunctioning in the world that would cause me to be resentful in other situations. Sometimes, sometimes we just can't see what Jethro points out to Moses. There's help here. There's other people. There's other ways we can reach out. Even in our own community, within our church and within social service agencies and our hospitals and all sorts of care, maybe there's another way of getting help. Moses, Moses, says Jethro. There are a lot of qualified people here, Moses. Just look around. They can settle these small disputes and just bring the big ones to you, they will bear the burden with you. Isn't that a beautiful line? That there's someone to bear the burden with us. This morning to me, what Jethro is saying to Moses and to us is that this business of self-care isn't, isn't just about self, it's about the whole community together. That if we're going to be all in about the work and the call that God has given us, we need to take care of ourselves so that we can do it. You know, that it's an overuse but still perfect, uh, I always find it perfect analogy when you're in the plane and they said the oxygen mask drops down and says put it on before you help somebody else. It's pretty true. <laughs> We need, to, we need to breathe in the spirit. We need to get rest if we're going to continue to do um, what we need to do to help others in the world. 
Now, in, in just a short amount of time, we'll lift up our joys and concerns. If you watch or read the news, right, we know that our list is long. Everything from disease to disaster to violence. The tendency then, at least in me, is to get over, like, overwhelmed and what am I going to do? And rather, if for me and for you and for us, if we can find our rest in the Lord, if we can find the help we need to support ourselves, we can address large and small issues that both uh, concern us and break the heart of God. So if we can this day, if we can this day take to heart the words of Jethro, when he says to Moses, if you do this, and God so commands you, then you will be able to endure. Isn't that lovely? You will be able to endure, and all these people will go to their homes in peace. That is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen.